0: Hi, everybody. This is Luke Bajarski, Research Director at Skift Research. Today, we're going to be talking about the overall economic outlook moving into 2018 as a direct follow-up to our latest research report, the 2018 Global Travel Market Outlook. Today, I'm joined here with Rebecca Stone, our most senior analyst here at Skift Research. Super excited to have you here today, Rebecca. Um, so the the report name is actually "Room for Optimism: 2018 Global Travel Market Outlook." So why optimism? So a lot of the feedback that we're getting from the uh, sell side equity research folk and the industry points to a lot of a lot of encouraging news when it comes to overall forecast and, and overall growth. Uh, across the, the, the travel sector entirely, we're looking at average of 6% growth in sales and 8% growth in EBITDA across hotels, airlines, and crews. The uh, Global Business Travel Association is expecting uh, global business travel to reach trillion in spend in 2018, according to the GBTA. That's a 6.1% growth rate uh, from the previous year. So super exciting, super exciting to hear all of those stats. But we wanted to know what's underneath all of this good news as we head into the new year. So we we conducted this report to dig a little bit deeper across the various indicators, and Rebecca did an amazing job digging into the details. So I'm here to to question her on what we can expect and why. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about the relationship between the economy and travel. Rebecca, why is travel uh, so important to the global economy and vice versa?
1: Yeah, for some context, the United Nations World Tourism Organization estimates that tourism currently generates approximately 10% of the world's GDP, makes up one in every 10 jobs, Accounts for 30% of world trade and services, driving $1.4 trillion in exports. So, this just shows the massive size of travel and tourism globally and the impact it can have on the economy. The UNWTO is currently projecting international tourist arrivals to increase to 1.4 billion by 2020 and 1.8 billion by 2030. So, changes in what's going on in the overall global economy can have lasting ramifications for the travel industry.
0: Okay, so before we drill down into the different regions and what's happening at the national level, can we talk a little bit about what's happening at the global level in terms of growth and what we're seeing for 2018?
1: The International Monetary Fund recently raised its Outlook in October for global real GDP growth in 2018 to 3.7% compared to 3.6% expected in 2017, but overall higher than the past five-year average of 3.4%. This is being primarily driven by emerging and developing markets where income levels are rising, technology is increasing, and trade is liberalizing versus advanced economies, which are facing softer wage growth, weak inflation, and very low interest rates. The IMF raised forecasts specifically for the Euro area, emerging Asia and Russia, but lowered for the UK as activity slowed more than anticipated in the first half of 2017 as well as in the U.S. amidst policy uncertainty. However, the U.S. is still expected to accelerate in 2018 versus 2017. Now, China, the IMF is expecting it to decelerate in 2018 versus 2017 as that economy stabilizes, but it's still demonstrating very, very high growth relative to the rest of the world.
0: Right. So you know, we think about, okay, so Brexit is a potential risk. We're thinking about looking at China's potential potentially Slowing down in growth, but overall we're looking at a very big base, right? So that, I think that clearly we 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 know and we understand that China and Asia is gonna gonna be continue continue to be a huge focus for the travel industry through 2018, and a lot of that is already apparent through uh, what's what's been happening this quarter. But um, and then the U.S. You said that thing that uh, we I know we know we noted that in the U.S. things are supposed to accelerate and think about the U.S. Is kind of the largest addressable travel consumer market. That's also very encouraging to hear. But what's happening um, on the consumer side of the business, where the rubber meets the road? How are consumers feeling? Uh, you know about uh, about their overall situation, and how do you think that might impact 2018?
1: The U.S. consumer looks very good as we move into 2018. Unemployment remains well below the natural rate and consumer confidence is at historical highs above pre-recession levels. Gas prices, which have been increasing, are forecasted to stabilize in the $50 per barrel range and not increase dramatically from there, all of which should suggest that the U.S. consumer continues to spend on travel in 2018. Now, personal consumption expenditure growth has been a little soft, likely on muted wage growth and somewhat due to natural disasters, recent hurricanes that occurred in 2017. However, SCIF research performed a survey that indicated that 78% of consumers feel the same or more optimistic about their financial future compared to 12 months ago, and 68% of consumers plan to spend the same amount or more on leisure travel next year versus this year
0: thanks rebecca and i'm sure that the airlines are also very happy to know that the in terms of the the barrel price stabilizing through 2018 that kind of works both ways as consumer that hits the consumer at the pump and also in terms of the the cost of, of of air travel as well um so that's 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 the consumer side of the business, consumer side. But what about U.S. businesses overall? There's been a lot of talk and a lot of action right now over cutting corporate tax rates. Um, what, what are some of the, the the bigger corporate indicators there and what, what's happening with that?
1: You know, it's a little interesting. Corporate indicators have all been relatively positive. Corporate profits growth has been accelerating and surpassed pre-recession levels. Industrial production and non-residential fixed investment growth, which are key indicators of corporate spend, have also been accelerating since the end of 2016. However, business travel demand seems to be more reserved versus, versus leisure demand, which has been a bright spot. All of the hotels have been calling out softer corporate demand and that these businesses have been seemingly more focused on costs. We expect this is likely due to policy uncertainty in the U.S., Many of the changes currently being debated in the federal government make it difficult for businesses to fully understand how policy changes will impact their organizations and their cost structures, which might be limiting their their willingness to spend on items like travel. All in all, we expect a lowering of the corporate tax rate should drive companies to spend incrementally more on new projects, hiring more people, as well as on travel using that tax savings. But there's a lot of components still being debated currently that could change things.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. So it looks like the the overall business outlook is great. Companies are making more money than ever, but... Uh, just overall business travel seems to be, seems to be soft. That's, uh, that's, that's really interesting. So leisure really kind of picking up the baton there. Uh, at least in the United States, let's dig into some of the international dynamics and how that's looking. Uh, what do you think there, Rebecca?
1: As I mentioned earlier, the IMF is projecting stronger growth in emerging and developing markets with about 4.9% growth in real GDP in 2018 versus about 2% growth in advanced economies. So what's driving the stronger overall outlook internationally is from these growing developing markets. Places such as Russia and Brazil should show improvement despite political uncertainty. They're coming out of recession amidst stabilizing oil and commodity prices. India, China are growing incredibly fast. The euro area, East Asia have strong business and consumer confidence. And the Middle East is also improving with rising oil prices and increasing oil production. All of this sort of suggests that the the international dynamics are favorable in 2018.
0: You know, it's funny because we're here in the United States, all we kind of hear about is Trump, Trump, Trump and all the kind of the the wacky news that's coming out of the off out of, out of the Oval Office. Some of it more disturbing than than others, particularly when we're talking about things like North Korea and what's happening, happening with that. Um, you know, and a lot of times we wonder how some of these uh, kind of curveball outlier policy issues actually impact the travel uh, travel industry. And I know that, um, you know, it's something that we looked at in the report. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the index that we we were tracking to, to get a better sense of, of policy and the impact on travel?
1: Here at SCIF research, we're tracking an economic policy uncertainty index that was created by professors at Stanford Northwestern and University of Chicago. It's based on newspaper coverage of policy related economic uncertainty federal tax code provisions that are set to expire in the future, and disagreements among forecasters for CPI and government purchases expectations. All of these items is sort of a proxy for uncertainty. And when we look at that index, it's actually been increasing um, or accelerating in the U.S., but decreasing on a global basis, which suggests to us that maybe growth in the U.S. is more steady as she goes as we figure out some of these changes in in federal policies whereas there might be more growth internationally as these economies feel more comfortable
0: yeah and i don't know about you rebecca but i'm i'm more of a a, i grew up in the uh, rick steves travels in europe era when basically the united states and europe were like just the, the the top of the uh, top of the iceberg when it comes to the relevance in terms of the travel industry. But now we're kind of we're definitely more in into the uh, Anthony Bourdain era of global travel. So why is international so important? Dis, you know, you know, despite the overall size of these countries, why should why should we continue to focus on international?
1: International is so important because it remains very underpenetrated relative to an economy such as the U.S. in terms of travel. So as just an example, based on various estimates for China outbound tourists, outbound tourists as a percentage of the total population is around 9%, whereas it's 25% in the U.S. And as the middle class is growing in China and income levels are rising... That should drive more people to want to travel, whereas they've been mostly traveling domestically, they might consider farther away destinations and longer haul trips. And, and growth in these international regions should drive very, very strong travel spend going forward.
0: All right. So strong indicators overall, globally, nationally, a huge opportunity in emerging markets, Things aren't looking quite as bad, despite what the news are reporting in terms of what's happening with the White House. But we clearly we need to be wary and constantly observant in terms of some of the risks that are happening. What do you see overall as some of the bigger risks for 2018 and beyond?
1: Policy uncertainty, policy uncertainty, policy uncertainty. Any additional changes related that are Anti-growth, such as travel bans, electronics bans, immigration bans, all of this can limit not only the actual tourism to the U.S. as we're seeing inbounds to the U.S. have actually been decelerating dramatically, but it might also just limit people's willingness or their desire to travel or feel more optimistic about their ability to travel. Some other things might be, you know, Brexit. We expect this is likely more of a 2019 event as those policies and agreements are currently being put in place between the EU and the UK. And as well as increasing nationalism, terrorist events, nuclear threats, all of these are obviously major risks to our outlook and and pose a major downside potentially.
0: Thanks so much, Rebecca. So it sounds like we're, we're, we're in for a great year. Let's just keep an eye out on what's happening on the policy side, particularly as we move into 2018 election season as well. We wonder how that's going to impact uh, the overall economy as uh, the Republican ticket aims to appease the voter constituent through 2018 to make sure that... Uh, The midterm elections turn out favorably for them. So we're going to continue to keep an eye out on that, what's happening in the United States and clearly what's happening globally. Um, But for that, uh, we just wanted to thank you so much for listening in and we look forward to, to next time.